Welcome one and welcome all. Glad to have you. We are uh, we're live out here in Sturgis, South Dakota, and uh, glad to have you on board. And uh, I know back home there is a lot of consternation, I guess might be the best way to put it, because, well, let's be honest, the, the Brewers stink right now. How else do you put it? I mean, Ben Kenny producing the program today. How you been, Ben? I've been good, Bill. It was an uneventful weekend. Had a lot of fun on Friday at the Zone Madison golf outing. But, uh, yeah, I think the best way to describe the last week for the Brewers is just a flat-out disaster. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how to put it. It's just ugly. It's, uh, it's just not a good situation. They are, what, one in five since the, uh, since the trade went down, which is terrible. And um, I, I, you know, I don't even know what to, to make of it. It's just it's just a bad situation. <laughs> it's uh, the Brewers. By the way, offensively speaking, now now let me give you this real quick. Through the through the five games they have lost, they have scored four point two runs per game. And I've said time and again, four point two runs per game. That's going to get you there. It's going to win you a lot of ball games. The problem is they're giving up 5.8 runs per game with this newly revamped, money-saving, bolster-depth, craptastic lie of a uh, of a bullpen after the Josh Hader trade. It, it hasn't amounted to anything, and that's where we're at. The Brewers have fallen out of first place. Not only in, in a week's time, they went from being three games up to two games back. I mean, it's it's just awful. I, I don't, yeah, you know, eh. we can talk a lot about what's going on and mentalities in clubhouses and how does losing a closer, trading away your closer, your closer, equate to a five one and five record since? You know what I mean? How, how does that happen? And you can talk about well, the feeling in the clubhouse. And the mentality and, you know, I know Craig Council sounds frustrated, but you have gone out and subsequently lost to two of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. And and just errors and stupid poor baseball and poor play. And this whole thing about needing to, you know, getting your batteries recharged, they started off pretty hot after the, you know, all-star break, obviously. You know, seven and two. But since then, since that Josh Hader trade, I'm sorry, man. You're, I, I, I have talked to numerous athletes in numerous clubhouses and locker rooms. And the one thing general managers never take into account is the camaraderie and closeness of a locker room and a clubhouse and the delicate nature. And I hate to say that because fans are going to say you are making millions of dollars to go out and play a game. That is your job. You go do it to the best of your ability, and I don't want to hear one damn excuse about my buddy's gone, my friend's gone, oh, it's a different mentality in here, we don't feel as close in here. And I understand that, but there is a fragility to screwing with the chemistry of a clubhouse or a locker room. Sometimes you got to let it ride out, and you did it for money because the trade itself after the Lamette DFA and since then has the, the, the trade's been embarrassingly bad. 
So if you've got answers, if you've got things you can you 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 can say, then so be it. You know, if you've got something that you can you know bring to the table and some something more than than what it is uh, we have, then by all means bring it. But it's it's not good. It's not good. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? 877-867-1670. Find us. We'd uh, love to hear from you. Give us a shout. Um, but nevertheless, it's just not a good situation right now, for lack of, lack of a better term. Doesn't uh, it? And then, go ahead. Bill, doesn't it kind of feel like, especially with the bullpen, they're experimenting right now? As a team that, like, oh, absolutely. their bullpen was good. It wasn't great. They needed upgrades. But getting rid of Hader shifts everyone back in inning. And now with all the new guys, with Jake McGee, who's now gone, whichever Rosenthal who hasn't pitched yet, with Bush, they're kind of just throwing crap at the wall and hoping it sticks and experimenting, which isn't what you could do when you're in that spot. The, yeah, you're right. You can't experiment with what's going on. Um. <sighs> How do you how do you get guys comfortable on the flight? It, is it me or does it look like the does it look like Craig Council is frustrated? Is that the best way to put it? Yeah, no doubt. He looks frustrated. Uh, and, and and that's the best way I can that's the best way I can say it. He just looks frustrated right now. So I I, I you hope it works out, but you, the problem is is that it hasn't worked out against poor teams. You know, it, it, the the teams that you're playing right now, it, it hasn't worked out against because those teams are, for lack of a better term, they're just they're bad teams and. The situation that you're playing in, you should be going out almost rolling out the baseballs and being able to, to win these games, and, and the, the Brewers just simply aren't able to do it. So, Have you seen their schedule the next week and a half? Oh, God, yeah. It's brutal. That's why I said if you don't get right against these teams now, you're in trouble. You know, you're in, you're in big-time trouble. So I – what what are the Brewers over the next ten games? What's the Brewers' record? Ooh, what do you, what do you think it's going to be? Two against Tampa, three in St. Louis, four at home against the Dodgers. I mean, five hundred in that stretch is, feels like a win. That, yeah. It's, <laughs> I want to be like this. I want to go with you like on the 500 thing, and I just can't. For what the for what we've seen out of this team and the way they've played, I only for the fact that the Brewers have given up. So, okay, let, let's say they split against Tampa Bay. I think they lose two out of three to St. Louis, so that's what? Uh, two and three. They lose three out of four to the Dodgers. That's three uh, three and what? Three and six? Yep. Three and, three and six. Over the next nine. That's what I'm going to guess. They've been so bad. It, it, and it's the dumbass errors. 
And it's it's like literally a lack of concentration. It's not it's it's not just like poor play in in the sense of like it, put it this way. Errors, the errors aren't these difficult backhanded grabs where they're throwing off the back foot and just the ball sails. They're just dumb plays, just mishaps. Like, what, what the hell did I just see? So, I don't know. I, it's like we uh, we left the state of Wisconsin and everything just fell apart. And then Darnell Savage Jr. Uh, gets the hamstring issue, and that's never good for a defensive back. That's never good. When you got a defensive back with a hammy, uh, safety or not, especially a guy that likes to hit and uses leverage, that's that's not a good thing to start the year off with. Hamstring issues for a football player are always, always tough. For a secondary guy, it's even worse. Now he's not a cover corner, but he is nevertheless uh, a safety over the middle. So it's not easy to, to all of a sudden just say, okay, I'm going to be fine in, a, in two weeks. Let's hope it's just a couple of weeks that he takes off and he's going to be good to go, but you just never know. Hey, uh, by the way, I do want to say hi to everybody over on the Bud Light live stream. You are looking live at what is considered Bear Butte, and obviously the motorcycles rolling by. We were going to be uh, down at the pool, and uh, apparently um, somebody did a morning show there the day and kind of screwed things up for us. Uh, so we thank God for our buddy, uh, our buddy Trevor, who was our engineer, and the rig that he gave us. So we are literally broadcasting live from the RV, right in front of the RV. I'm sitting under the awning. Bikes are going by. Motorhomes are going by. Trucks are going by. We're going to be joined by Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal coming up here a little bit later on today. He's going to swing by. So that's where we're at. So if you got a little bit of road noise and you got some motorcycles passing by and all that kind of rigmarole, that's the reason why. So you're looking out over Bear Butte, uh, which is the, the Butte off into the distance. And uh, then uh, if you switch the cameras... You can look down uh, on the, the valley uh, that's in front of us, and uh, which is spectacular. It's a beautiful view. And uh, you can see for 30 miles. And there you go. You can see for about 30 miles. And that's a lot of the campsites and the full throttle saloon, which is down off to your, to your uh, right or left-hand side, excuse me. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful sight. This is where we wake up. This is literally where I'm sitting. Uh, right now and, and looking at so it's it's a great view it's it's just absolutely spectacular it's beautiful here and then uh, obviously we'll switch cameras here and this is us in front of the rv <laughs> that's it it's it's a spectacular setup so uh this is i could live this lifestyle every damn day if i chose to this would be just freaking fantastic so chaps, thanks to everybody Bill. here at uh, no chaps by the way i heard oh. the discussion and uh, first of all, Ben, uh, here's two things, and I know Ebo's listening, so two things. One is I I think I speak for damn near everyone when I say I don't want to see your ass, so that's first. Uh, secondly, all chaps are assless, so you know. If they're not assless, they're called leather pants, <laughs> so we're clear on that. And if you're wearing chaps that do have an ass, that means the only thing that isn't covered is your front, and nobody wants to see that either. So I'm just throwing it out there. So we're clearing up the the assless chaps commentary. Assless is automatically an adjective that is not needed. All chaps are assless. Do we have the understanding now? Are we good? Yeah. I have questions, but they could <laughs> they could wait. No, no. Feel free to fire away. I mean, put it this way. 
uh, the show itself, if you want to put it in comparison to the Milwaukee Brewers, we are well above 500 at this point, and we are in first place. So I'm good with that. Uh, we we can't we can't sink to that level. We don't have these kind of errors. The only way that we could sink would be is if somebody actually came ripping through here and ran me over. That would be that would be the equivalent of what the Brewers have gone through over the last week. Beyond that, we're good. So you can't sink the show down to the depths of, depths of the, uh, the 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 Brewers losing streak right now, or the Brewers losing side of things right now. So please continue with the questions. What do you got? All right. So in that case, what's the point of them? Like, are you just sitting bare ass on a motorcycle? Well, no, you wear them over your jeans. Oh. So the point of chaps is you wear them over your jeans. Two things that they do. One is they, uh, uh, you know, if you wear them all the time, they're there for protection. Leather, a, a good leather is there for protection. So if, God forbid, you should fall, uh, you know, off your motorcycle, it prevents the road rash and, you know, from getting torn up. Secondly, they're incredibly warm. They don't let air in. So as you're riding down the road, if you're in a really cold climate, uh, you wear them because they don't let air to your legs. So your body heat stays within the leather. So that's the second thing. And the third is from elements. Now, if they get wet and they begin to absorb water, they get really heavy. So they're not great for that. That's the reason you have rain gear. But they do keep you incredibly warm, and they keep the air off. So as you're riding specifically in the wintertime or in colder weather, it, they keep you they keep you pretty nice. That's the reason you have chaps. Otherwise, you're just... You know, you're the biker guy and, you know, YMCA. So you don't wear, you have never worn them without jeans, to be clear. Uh, I, I have never worn them without jeans. And I think maybe I've probably worn them maybe five times in my entire life. And re- I, uh, Tomahawk a couple of years ago, about three, four years ago, um, Tomahawk is an anomaly because you can go up one year and it'll be in the 70s, and the next year you go up in like the high is 45. And riding a motorcycle in 45 degree weather is is cold. That's I'm usually like 65 is like my cutoff, but when it was really cold one day, and I said, you know what, got to use them. So and they work. I mean, they keep the air off of you. That's the reason you wear like a leather jacket. And you know leather gauntlet riding gloves, so you you don't want air to come up your sleeves as you're riding, because otherwise it just gets into your chest and then you're, you're you're cold again. So you try to prevent airflow on your body as much as you possibly can. That's what chaps are for. Gotcha. So we're not in we're not in one of those like the cameras facing you, but the table covers up what you're wearing on the bottom, so you're just in chaps without jeans on. No, because that's what I pictured. No, I, I'm I'm literally right now, and, and I'll flip the camera over. Uh, I am literally right now. Although today it's taken a little bit longer because we're running everything off of like a, a jetpack. But um, uh, the yeah, the cameras aren't working properly right now. But no, I'm just uh, I got cargo shorts on. I got cargo shorts on and a polo shirt. Today is actually the coolest day of our week. Um, starting tomorrow, it's going to be mid 90s. I think we're up near a hundred on uh on wednesday and thursday and then back down to mid to low 90s on friday the one thing about this area and where i'm at you can see it right now there is unless you're in the mountains there's no protection and i cannot fathom we rode to wyoming yesterday out the devil's tower and we were so we were in Wyoming yesterday. We rode a hundred and I don't know, almost two hundred miles yesterday. But we we rode all over, and 
the one thing you notice is it's 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 rolling prairies, but there is no protection from the weather. When it rolls through, it rolls through with a vengeance. Um, they we had a, a storm come through came through here uh, not last night but the night before, and it, you know it's beautiful, and then you can see it coming. Uh, once you look over the hills and you can see where the the camera's shooting right now, the mountains in the background, uh, which is the Badland area. It's the Badlands and the Black Hills, and um, there's no protection. So when the wind comes up, it comes up. And you better have everything battened down, or it'll just start ripping stuff apart. I saw people's tents flying by. You know the, uh, you know everybody has the tailgate tent, that four-posted tailgate tent that stretches out maybe ten feet by ten feet, and you put your tables under it. Uh, those things, like four or five of them, flew past and just get mangled uh, when the weather hits. And so we had storms, we had rain, uh, we had wind, a little bit of wind yesterday, but. Yesterday was pretty pleasant. Today's going to start warming up, and then throughout the rest of the week, it'll get even warmer. But that's neither here nor there. I, I know back in uh, Wisconsin, it's going to start getting warmer, too. So anyway, and hopefully the, the Brewers get a little bit hotter. Can we kind of segue back into baseball and say that, that hopefully the Brewers get a little bit hotter because they're god-awful right now. It's not like they're not scoring runs. Like I said, they're averaging the 4.2 runs per game. And I've said all along with the pitching staff, normally you're going to win a lot of ball games. Unfortunately, they're not. You can't win giving up seven, eight runs and five, six, seven, eight runs. And they've been doing that pretty consistently throughout this uh, losing stretch. They are one in five since uh, letting go of Josh Hader. And David Stearns has got to be putting palm to forehead right now going, what did I do? What did I do? And I, I know there's been a lot of consternation about uh, David Stearns in regards to, well, he doesn't care because he's going to the Mets anyway. There's nothing written in stone on that yet. So let's let's back off of that. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we are broadcasting live out here in Sturgis South Dakota we're at Pappy Hoyle campground and it's beautiful out here as the motorcycles rolled by and are rolling by as uh, they'll continue all day I don't know how many thousands of people they have here in the uh, campsite but uh, it is uh, midweek of Sturgis which began actually last Thursday goes all the way through Sunday that's when everybody starts clearing out of here we'll probably be clearing out of here Saturday or Sunday not quite sure one just whenever the uh, the mood hits but uh, it's been great so thanks to every if you're uh, by the way if you're from Wisconsin or maybe listen to the program doesn't matter if you're from Wisconsin or not but if you listen to the program and uh, you want to come by and say hello let them know down at the gate and uh, just tell them you're here for uh, the Bill Michael Show, and they'll uh, they'll let you in, which is kind of cool. So that's only for people who listen. So obviously nobody else is going to hear this, but only for people who listen. So if you want to come by and say hello, by all means, go ahead and do so. Uh, Brewers, this is this is from uh, Dick, who says, "Do you realize how bad the Reds really are? That team should be in Double A." Best of luck to you and the Brewers the rest of the season. That's Dick from Dayton, uh, listening to us in Dayton, uh, Dayton, Ohio. Dick, they're terrible. They're te- they're they're terrible. I, I said three and seven maybe in the next ten games, 
Uh, three wins, three and six in the next nine, maybe, um, unless they do something different. I, I don't know. They're, they're, it's just a bad baseball team right now. Um, <laughs> Mark says if the Brewers were a drinking game, I would be dying of thirst. Right? Now, like I said, the Brewers are scoring runs, but they're giving them up. I mean, the bullpen that was supposed to be this – this while they didn't get the big bat, while they didn't bolster what it is they do, when it comes to scoring additional runs and bringing in an additional D, they're still hitting home runs. They're still scoring runs that just between the dumb errors and the fact that uh, the pitching, specifically the bullpen, has not been good, and it seems to be this work in progress. And for a team that has been so good analytically, which for a team that has been so good at say using the sabermetrics of situations, they've been really bad. It's like right now, Council and his staff are just, they're just searching for a combination that's going to make them better. They're just, they're just kind of, kind of fishing right now. So I, uh, level of concern right now, they're not even picked to win the division, obviously with not, you know, being there at the top spot of the division, but the fact that they've looked so bad in, in, in just playing the way they're playing, thank God you got an off day today. Maybe everybody just goes away and regroups, you know? Maybe just Tampa Bay comes to town and they kind of, you know, it's kind of a cleansing experience. Might be the best way to put it. Maybe that just happens and and we're good to go. But, man, oh, man, just they, they need a day off. They Just go away. Just go away, play some golf. Jump in a pool, play with the kids, go to your favorite restaurant, just get just get schnockered or something. Something. Because right now they're just they're just playing some bad baseball. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Ben Kenny back in the studio. I'm Bill Michaels out here in South Dakota. If you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, find us uh, via the phone number. Also don't forget over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can also find Ben at Ben Z Kenny as well. Uh, you can find us over on the YouTube page. Watch us over in the Bud Light live stream. Uh, as you can see, the beautiful uh, butte off in the background. You can see that. Uh, you can subscribe for free over on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash the Bill Michaels or youtube.com slash Bill Michaels show. Find us there. Same thing over on Twitch TV and plenty of ways to hang out. So this one uh, is uh, this one's from Mark who says, uh, when do you think uh, Darnell Savage Jr. is going to be back? I I know they don't expect him to practice at all this week, so which is fine. Darnell Savage Jr., a veteran in the league now, he's been there long enough to know. He knows his position. He knows what's going on. So I'm not overly concerned about it. Uh, but what I'm I, what I want to see him do is completely recover. If you can, if it's a very mild strain, the hamstring injury. If it's very mild. You can come back. You can get the the the. They do the uh, the infrared therapy, the heat therapy. Uh, you do some strengthening, conditioning drills. I just hope that there you don't see the rash. Remember that one year it was got like got four or five years ago, when there was just a rash. It started out with Clay Matthews, and then it just trickled down. You saw anybody and everybody going through hamstring issues, hamstring and groins, man. And you start getting a rash of those, then you start looking at your training staff, what you do in the offseason, all that kind of stuff. Because really, hamstrings are all about stretching out and strengthening. That's what hamstrings are. Sometimes you can move funny, and it just, you know, so it's as far as working out in a weight room, working out therapeutically versus actually 
playing, you know, it's different muscle memory. So sometimes you can just tweak it and just weird things happen. But one year, man, they had a rash of them. You just now you just kind of hold your breath that you don't get that rash of hamstring injuries and core muscle injuries because that's when all of a sudden it becomes detrimental because they, you can't get them fully healed in just a week or two. They feel better. You can wrap them. You can you do many things with them, but they're just there, and they, they impede your speed. So hopefully Darnell Savage Jr., hopefully it's very mild. Hopefully he's back relatively soon, and he's good. That's what you hope for. So cross your fingers on that. Other than that, how was the family night scrimmage? What stood out to you? Other than that, uh, Dubs continues to be Dobbs continues to be this this I don't want to say go to for Aaron Rodgers, but he continues to get a lot of praise. Uh, I'm not going to read the email, but Ben. Going back to when they drafted Dobbs and Christian Watson, what did I say? Do you remember? Ooh, uh, specifically, maybe not, but definitely. Not specifically, but if you want to paraphrase, please paraphrase. What I remember, there was an overall thought that it'll definitely take time for these guys to step to the forefront and be great, but there might not be a big difference in talent and production between Dobbs and Watson. And I thought at the time, you were right, and I thought at the time, just looking at their productivity and looking at what their, what was being said about them coming into the league, I said, Christian Watson, and Le- Wayne Larrabee said it too when we were with him up at the Rice Lake Celebrity Golf Outing. Wayne said that Christian Watson, put the injury aside, that he, it's going to take him a little time to grow into his body. And I know people go, what? Wait, what? When you when you got a guy who is still really raw talent-wise, but he's got all the physical attributes to be a really good player, you got to give him time to understand what he can and can't do, what his physicality is. Dobbs, on the other hand, I said, look at his productivity. Look at what he's already done. Look at the way the guy moves. The guy's fluid, man. He's just got it. There's something about when you watched his film – you just you just thought, wow, this this cat's already getting off the line of scrimmage, you know. And I said, I, I from the very beginning, I said Dobbs is going to be the guy that's going to be the better wide receiver for the short period of time. In the in in the immediacy, I think he's going to be the better guy. He'll be the go-to guy. And damn, if he hasn't proven proven me right, I'm mean, I'm not right about a lot in my life. I, I was right that Aaron Rodgers would be a good quarterback, and I think I was right that Dobbs is, is going to prove out to be something probably sooner than Christian Watson. Now, it's it's family night and training camp. We haven't seen him in a game or anything yet. But he just – how much praise can you heap upon one guy if you're Aaron Rodgers, right? Because Rodgers doesn't dole out praise just to dole it out. But, man, he's been really impressed with Romeo Dobbs thus far. Let's do this. We're going to hear a lot from camp. we got a lot of sound for you. we got a lot of stuff coming up. we got a lot of Packers discussion coming up. We are broadcasting live out here in Sturgis, South Dakota, Pappy Hole Campground. That's where you can find us. If you're out and about and you're listening to the program, kudos to you. If you're in the South Dakota area, come on over. Say hello. We'd be glad. We're up in Milwaukee 8. It's space number 12. Milwaukee 8, which is a great way to remember where we're at, number 12. Right there on the corner in the beautiful RV provided by our friends at Cunis RV. Cunis RV. Uh, go to K-U-N-E-S rv.com cunisrv.com scott reber and the whole staff is out here as well we went riding with those guys yesterday great people they're walking around taking care of people's campers and they don't even they didn't even sell them and they're helping people out that have had some issues so if you're out and about 
come on out and hang out with us. We'd love to have you. and love to ride with you as well. Meanwhile, back in Wisconsin, you've got Darnell Savage nursing an injury and the Brewers just nursing the Brewers. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to the program. We are glad you're with us. The Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live. Sturgis, South Dakota. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Bud Light uh, on hand out here in a plenty. Thanks to them for bringing this out here and being one of our on- on-site uh, sponsors as well. Also, thanks to our friends at Albanese's Roadhouse. Uh, say hi to Joey and the gang. Stop over right there on Blue Mountain Road. Just uh, just west of Menards, as a matter of fact, and across the street from Home Depot out in the uh, Waukesha area. Great play. They got bocce ball going on tonight for sure. Speaking of what's going on tonight, don't forget the Wisconsin State Fair is still cranking. Saying hi to our friends at the Wisconsin State Fair. Coming up tonight, you got DJ King James and friends over at the Budweiser Pavilion. So stop there, 630 tonight, if you're heading out to the uh, Wisconsin State Fair. I know Camp Bar has Miles Wangren tonight, Dirty Boogie at Pistol Pete's, Buddy Love over at uh, Leadfoot's. So a lot of good music going on out at the Wisconsin State Fair tonight. Missing the fair. Love the fair, but uh, enjoy riding out here in the beautiful Black Hills and through Needles and out near uh, the uh, Mount Rushmore area. Going to head down that direction and Crazy Horse and went and saw Devil's Tower yesterday, which was spectacular. So uh, a lot of good things going on. In the meantime, David Stearns, he talked about some of the backlash from the Josh Hader trade. And it, it's, you know, I, I get what he's trying to say, okay? When he talks about, you know, with the, the addition of Trevor Rosenthal, the payroll actually went up. And look, we had a, a additional payroll flexibility to make moves. We were engaged with a number of players the day before the deadline and the day of the deadline that had we been able to pull off that deal, our payroll would have gone up even further. And ultimately, we didn't make those deals because we made the decision that the talent asked was too high, but we had the payroll flexibility to do so if we had deemed that appropriate. I get that. I understand that. In the immediacy, the payroll would have gone up. Okay? That I understand. What we know, though, let's be honest, What we know is that they don't want to pay him in the future. So while the payroll would have gone up, they they we we all know, okay? It's it's the giant pink elephant in the room. It's the fact that, yeah, you don't you know you don't mind spending a little bit more money in the here and the now, but for the long term, you weren't going to pay him, and that's the reason you made the deal. Had you had this commitment been to winning? long-term, with additional payroll, you would have kept Josh Hader and you would have signed him. I mean, there's no reason to get rid of Josh. If, if, if it's not about the payroll, then why did you get rid of him? Ben, am I off in this argument here? Nope. I mean, there is a numbers argument out there that I've seen that actually Taylor Rogers plus whoever and whoever would equal whatever percentage of what Hater could bring. But there's obviously it's about a lot more than just what the numbers specifically say. Right. 
I, I, I understand defending Mark Antanasio, and I understand the need or the want to to defend the franchise. But that is blowing a whole lot of smoke up the ass of a Brewers fan. That's all it is. Because if you're – the next – the follow-up question – now, I, I haven't read everything that Adam McCalvey wrote, so I don't know if somebody asked this. But the follow-up question is, oh, that's great. Trevor Rosenthal would have boosted the payroll. Okay. So if it wasn't about the money, then why did you get rid of Josh Hader? And that's when the silence falls. Well, because you didn't need depth, you had good pitching. You were scoring runs. What you needed was a bat. We all know that. It's the pink elephant in the room. You needed an additional bat. You were getting Freddie Peralta back, which means somebody's going to the pen. So if it wasn't a – Josh Hader wasn't throwing bad. I know some people said, well, you know, he had a couple of bad outings, but that was it. He had a couple of bad outings in a career. Come on. What pitcher doesn't go through a stretch like that? So if it wasn't about the money, then why would you get rid of Josh Hader? If it wasn't about payroll, then why would you get rid of Josh Hader? It was about the overall length of a contract coming up that's going to be required to keep Josh Hader. Why? Because of payroll. Because of money. Yeah, I, I firmly believe that Mark Atanasio, if right here and right now had a player that, that it wasn't going to cost him a ton of money out of the farm system, they could get him for a short period of time, and it was going to cost him an extra $5, 7000000 million, I, for the re- remainder of this season that was going to help them get to the postseason and beyond, I firmly believe he would do it. But if it, if it meant paying an extra $20 million or $17 million or $18 million a year to a guy, for, say, the next five years, there's no way in hell. So it's about the money. You can you can polish. You know, my dad used to tell me all the time when I was a kid, son, if it smells like it, looks like it, don't feel it, but if it feels like it, if you find out, and it's all a turd, it's a turd. You can paint it. You can put perfume on it. doesn't matter. It's still a turd. That's what this is. This deal was about the money. So don't try to blow smoke up everybody's ass by saying, well, it's not about payroll. No. That, that, that's all it was about. You tried, to, you tried to bring in talent to fortify. I understand that. I'm not stupid. You don't want to lose good talent and pick up crap talent. But kind of in essence, that's what you did. You took a, you took a shot. I give, I give David Stern's credit. You took a shot. It, it, so far, it's failed. It's failed miserably. But don't tell me it wasn't about payroll, because it firmly was. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. we got a lot more to get to. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up. We've got guests today, Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackals, going to be here live and in person. Uh, coming up tomorrow night, was it tomorrow night or Wednesday night, I think, uh, Bill Davidson's being inducted into the Motorcycle Hall of Fame from Harley and Davidson from in Milwaukee. 1903. The history is there. And uh, the son of Willie G, he's going in. Gene Davidson's going in. I think it's Gene or Karen. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I need to find out. I probably should know that before I say something about it. But they're going in. It's a big weekend, or it's a big week out here via Milwaukee. And uh, the, the connection to Milwaukee here in South Dakota this week, which is one of the reasons we're here. Uh, a lot going on back home as well. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Pella Windows and Doors 
Uh, I've been telling you for a long time. Like out here, it's hot. It's it's going to be real hot. So if you are going to be looking for new windows and doors and you live in this area, that's the place to go. But back home, we know it gets really hot, gets really cold. You want to be able to keep the heat out and the cool in and vice versa come wintertime. You know what I'm talking about? So therefore, if you're looking for new windows and doors and a great deal right now, Right now, you can go 10 years. You can go 0% interest for four years, 10 years for 2.99. How about that? You can get it on the slider windows. You can get it on the uh, the crank windows. You can get different hardware. You can get different exteriors, interiors, the doors, the entry systems, everything. Right now, Pella Windows and Doors in Wisconsin, but you can't do anything. If you don't call, all you got to do is give them a buzz. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. And see for yourself, again, PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Tell them we sent you. And uh, just say, hey, I want to get that free in-home consultation. I want to bring you out to the house. Can you do some custom measurements? Then uh, give me the estimate, and then we'll do some custom, uh, custom manufacturing, assembly, installation, which is guaranteed, by the way, all from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have three practices and a walkthrough this week to get ready for the road trip to California when they face the 49ers. On family night, the Packers' young offensive line struggled against the veteran Green Bay defense. A lot of poor pass protection for Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. I asked head coach Matt LaFleur what he saw on the tape. There were some mental mistakes. There were some technique errors. Just some lack of communication amongst the front. You know, they are going against a pretty salty group. So it's for the betterment of our offensive line, but certainly we're nowhere near where we want to be or need to be. Now, Big Elton Jenkins is recovering from that torn ACL he suffered last November. I asked him if he knows yet when he'll be cleared to return to the offensive line. Um, no, I don't. It's when I feel good, the coaches feel good, the trainers and everybody feel good about me going back out there, we're going to be ready to play. Obviously, I want to be out there helping my teammates, but um, you know, with young guys, that come inconsistent and things like that, so I feel like further along down the count, they'll get those things, the small things to help them out, help the team out. And over the weekend, former Packers safety Leroy Butler was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. When you play for the Green Bay Packers, a lot of doors open up. When you win a Super Bowl, all doors open up. But when you make the Hall of Fame, football heaven opens up. That's Leroy Butler in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. to the program broadcasting live we are here in Sturgis South Dakota good to have you on board today thanks to those of you watching on the Bud Light live stream uh, Rick says have you seen any electric Harleys thus far I did a couple of the Pan Ams I've, I've seen them downtown yeah a lot of the obviously engine roars are here but uh, yeah the Pan Ams the, the Pan Ams actually been a, a pretty well-received bike 
for lack of a better term. Uh, that being said, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Today, gas card giveaway, and they got a points race going on tomorrow. Five time the points for the Firekeepers Club, and then you can win up to ten grand in free play coming up this Wednesday, all of Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Let's go to Matt Mitchell now, our fr- uh, friend from the Action Network, uh, joining us on the hotline. Matt, how you doing? Unlike the Brewers, Bill, I'm doing great. Yeah, I was going to say, so uh, how, uh, as far as an, uh, a long shot bet at this point regarding the Milwaukee Brewers, are you putting money on them to make it to the postseason, to win the division, to win the World Series? What would be a smart bet, or would it be even smarter to keep your money in your pocket? Well, like all kind of investments, Bill, you want to buy the dip, and we're certainly seeing a dip from the uh, from the Oof. Brewers right now, especially as it relates to their, you know, to the Cardinals. Cardinals surging. They've won nine of ten. We've seen them leapfrog not only uh, the Brewers in the NL Central standings, but in the odds market as well. The Brewers a couple weeks ago had a a seventy percent implied probability to win the Central. That's gone all the way down to forty four percent. Milwaukee now an underdog to win the Central. You can get them at plus one twenty five. <laughs> They've moved from. 20 to 1 to win the World Series to 30 to 1. St. Louis moving in front of them there as well. I think if you were ever thinking about betting the Brewers now, unfortunately, is the time to do it, as, as gross as it may feel, because they, uh, the Cardinals couldn't be running any hotter. The Brewers couldn't look much worse. And you have to think that's going to straighten itself out in the weeks ahead. You would at least hopefully think so if you're a Brewers fan. Hey, I I did want to talk some NFL with you. So as we are on the precipice uh, of another season, uh, prop bets become big. We talk about MVP races. We talk about 1,000-yard receivers, who has the most catches, most touchdowns, most yardage out of a running back. So some of the the odds-on favorites and some of the long shots that you feel might be strong if I'm going to play some of these NFL prop bets. Oh, it is going to be an absolute electrifying season when it comes to uh, uh, offenses. They just came out today that they're going to be prioritizing illegal contact uh, against defenses. We can expect to see uh, kind of even more um, offense, even less punting. One of the uh, one of the bets I like a lot is uh, Tom Brady to lead the league in passing yards. I think he's primed for an incredible season, and if he didn't think he wasn't 110%, he would have stayed retired if he didn't think he had a chance of winning the a Super Bowl. He would have stayed retired. Uh, he is someone that I'm bullish on, as square as it may sound, across all markets, simply because I, I don't I don't think he's being properly valued. Top running back going into this season of the National Football League, and give me your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor. I love Jonathan Taylor. I, I think Jonathan Taylor is primed for an enormous season. <laughs> His team might enjoy some shaky quarterback play, which makes him even more valuable. And right. he's proven he doesn't put the ball on the carpet. He's got a coach who is in kind of win now mode, and you know he's proven as valuable and dependable a running back in the NFL as he ever was in college. So I am I am certainly bullish on Jonathan Taylor, and I'm, I'm sure it warms the hearts of the Badger faithful to see him doing so well. So looking at, we, we all talk about Aaron Rodgers and how well he is going to play, isn't going to play, lack of wide receivers, whether or not he's going to not focus on Devontae Adams, so it's going to open things up. Rodgers, in, in regards to an MVP season, I know it's almost unheard of. So where would you, if I'm going to place a bet on an MVP, 
is it a smart bet to place it on Aaron Rodgers? I find it hard to believe that a guy with this cast of wide receivers and pass catchers can win the MVP. He is throwing to zero elite wide receivers right now. That's unlikely to change unless you are, unless you're seeing something in Alan Lazard that I'm not seeing. Uh, I I find it hard to imagine he can put up the kind of numbers that he's going to need to do. And I, I'm worried that he's kind of a regression candidate. The team went 12 and six against the spread last year, despite being favorites in almost every game. They got better and better and better and won a lot of games they shouldn't have. A lot of times that regression monster will come. Those are teams to fade. And I would say uh, Rodgers is one of those candidates. Matt, always good to talk to you, pal. We'll get deeper into things coming up this Friday as we start to look forward to preseason football. Thanks for joining us, Matt, of the Action Network. Go to actionnetwork.com. It's brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. A lot of good stuff going on right now. You can stop down there, be part of the Firekeepers Club. You can play for some uh, five-time the points tomorrow and also win up to $10,000 in free play. Coming up on Wednesday, that's at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Stay tuned. Hour number two of the Bill Michael Show live in South Dakota. It's all coming up next the bill michael show podcast listen rate subscribe